Hello, welcome to Eat This Scroll, a podcast where we study the Bible while teaching people how to study the Bible so that they can read their Bible, not just as information, but as food for their soul. Uh, together with me in the recording studio today are myself, Eric Miller, Matt Rao, hey. Mark Russell. What's going Robert on? Kaus. Yeah, did you see how quick I just flew by at that time? Wait a minute. Didn't it? That was a curveball. Didn't see that coming. Um, but no, we're glad you, that you've joined us today. We're continuing our study in the book of Philippians. Uh, today we are going to be looking at Philippians chapter 1, verses 19 through 26. We may wander a little farther into verses 27 through 30, but we will see how that goes. Let me jump right in and read. So please uh, grab your Bible, grab a notebook if you can, and uh, follow along, and we'll trust that this will be, this will be helpful. Um, Paul says, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all put to shame, but that with, with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which shall I choose? I cannot tell. I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Lord, please open the eyes of our heart that we can see wonderful things from your word. Amen. All right, boys, I'm just going to just open it wide here and just say, what do you see? <laughs> as we uh, as we read that passage, what jumped out at you? Well, I think, I think uh, one thing that sticks out right away is just that with, uh, so his... He's talking about his uh, hope and kind of courage in this, but it's not ultimately that he would come out of the situation. Again, just context. Uh, he, he's being in prison. There's uh, people who are now rising up in envy and rivalry against him, preaching the gospel. But his his uh, hope and, and deliverance is this, is not ultimately getting out of the situation. It's that, um, that Christ is going to be honored in his body, whether by life or by death. Um, and so again, I don't know, like we've, we've commented on in, in the previous couple as we've been going through Philippians, how Paul has this, uh, you know, just bigger perspective, this gospel perspective and all of this. And I think that's made plain even here again, that it's not, he's not ultimately concerned with just getting out of prison, right? Yeah. Uh, he's concerned that by any means necessary, that the Lord would be honored in his body even to the point of death, right? Which, yep. uh, which that kind of language comes up later, I think, too, and the the mindset that he's uh, exhorting everyone to as they live their lives as well. But, but obviously, in a in a really tough situation here as well. Yeah, it's so again the context where he talks about their their prayer there, beginning of verse nineteen, um, that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus, this will turn out for my deliverance. Though Paul is, um, though Paul sees the. God's hand of providence in him being in prison at this time. This is what we looked at in the, in the passage last week. Um, it, he's still praying and asking the church in Philippi to pray for his deliverance, and he's confident that that is going to happen. 
Um, again, it's just Paul's overall attitude is the thing that is exemplary um, in this section and even throughout the, the entire letter. So just by way of Bible study too, one of the things that we want to look for are the promises, the commands, um, but also sometimes there's just an example to follow. Now, this gets a little bit, um, many times, a little. I want to say a little bit tricky because many times in the scriptures, the people that are put forward, like the heroes of the faith, like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Jeremiah, like all of them had issues, okay? So it's it's not like it's just that when you, when I, I just want to preface that because when I talk about looking at somebody as an example, um, it, we shouldn't just do that blindly. Like the Bible does not hold back with the the, the struggles um, and the sin that uh, existed in many of their lives. Um, but here in this section anyway, it seems that Paul is quite exemplary in the attitudes that he's putting forward, um, and I believe in trying to disciple the Philippian church uh, from prison with through through this letter, and obviously for us today as we read. I mean, but you just think about it a little bit. Last week, you know, he's arrested for preaching the gospel. So, Paul, you're preaching the gospel. We're, we're going to arrest you. We're going to put you put you in prison. Okay, well, while I'm in prison, then I'm going to preach to the imperial guard and to whoever is chained to me. And so the gospel begins to spread. And they're like, Paul, we're going to kill you. And, you know, Paul's like, well, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, yeah. so it's like, he, yeah. So, so the gospel, like his theology mattered to the place that to where you could not stop this guy. Okay. Um, and again, I think that to have that, uh, um, that attitude again, not, I think verse 21 is probably like, if you've grown up in church, this is a very well-known verse. This is one that you, yeah, I know for me, like growing up in Sunday school, did you guys like memorize this verse? It's also short, which yeah. is kind of, <laughs> yeah. which is nice, but to live as Christ and to die as gain. Very easy for us to say. Sometimes we get inoculated to the power of certain verses because we hear them so many times that we kind of become immune to them. Um, but this is one that like, this has to be at the center of our lives if we're going to actually uh, be effective. And that is an overstatement. That's not trying to be, you know, melodramatic. It's just to die is gain. To die is gain. And on the flip side of that, to live is Christ. Um, yeah. And if we and if we do that, it's going to make a big difference in the way that uh, the gospel goes forward. What else did you guys see? Well, to <clears throat> kind of go on with that line of thinking, I was that's that's the verse that honestly popped out the most to me is twenty one, but then when you keep going on down, um, like in twenty three, um, I am torn between the two. That is yeah. either living or dying. I desire to die, depart, and be with Christ, which is better by far than twenty four. But it is more necessary for you, you, the church, that I remain in the body. You know, and that that's that's where he's at. He's like, you know, I realize that, hey, I'd much rather go home with Jesus. Just take me out of here. Yet he knows that his mission for these people that he loves, the church, um, there that he, in, in, you know that is in the book of Philippians. He is <clears throat> he is saying that I, I know I'm supposed to be here for this mission that God has ordained me for, and so I'm okay with this, even though I'd much rather be out of here. Yeah, one hundred percent. It. Uh, what I recognize too is like he takes on that servant mindset, right? And it's so you jump from verse twenty-one where it's to live in Christ, to live as Christ, and then in twenty-two he says that he's going to continue to live in the flesh, and why he's doing, why he believes that to be so, is for fruitful labor. 
Um, and then I kind of, I was just kind of going through and highlighting um, where he's making these statements. And he says uh, that it is far, it, that it's far better for them. So he says, remain in the flesh in verse 24, because it's necessary on their account. Again, that, that yeah. servant attitude. Verse uh, 25, I'll remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. And that in him, in verse 26, in him, that they may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus. Um, so it's like he's got that servant attitude that he's just putting out there that it, in Christ, even though he's still, he is living in Christ, he is in the flesh, and he's doing all of these things so that he can um, uplift those, like you were just saying, Matt, that he loves and that are that are in the body. Well, j- let me. That, that's a great observation, Brad, because you know, connect these dots. Because um, I think on the one hand, we could say to live is Christ. That for Paul, that to live, to have Christ living his life through Paul, d- didn't mean that Paul was just gonna sit off by himself and just just him and Jesus alone to to live to have Christ live his life through him meant he was going to pour himself out in the service of others yep you know and so many times i think it's easy to my point just simply being that i think it's easy to think about just us and Jesus kind of going <laughs> along and chilling and i'm just spending time with Christ but not pouring ourselves out for others um but paul you knew that if to, when he says to live is Christ, that meant to pour himself out in the service of others and not just, uh, you know, have a little continual spiritual retreat. I kind of think about when the uh, uh, Peter, James, and John went up on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus, and when they come back down, the rest of the disciples had been uh, uh, trying to cast out a demon out of a, a father had brought uh, yeah. his demon-possessed son to him, and they would often cast him into the fire and stuff like that. And it's like just how easy it is to want to stay up on the mountain with Jesus, you know. And that's kind of like, again, we don't know exactly what Peter, <laughs> God bless Peter, he'd always open his mouth and begin to speak and not really know what was. <laughs> He's like, uh, Lord, let us build three <laughs> shelters here. It's one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And, you know, that's uh, uh, that obviously wasn't the plan. But isn't that what we want to do? Like to live as Christ, we just want to stay up on the mountain rather than coming back down to uh where the darkness is, but that's how he's he's well, called us to engage. I, I think so many times we look at it as, like you said, like it's just me and Jesus, <clears throat> and that's it, you know. And and uh, it, it is more about others in my life, especially the church, um, you know. In, in in twenty, end of twenty five and into twenty six, the NIV, uh, which is I, which I got in, in front of me, it says, "I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith." So that through my being with you again, your joy in Jesus Christ will overflow on account of me. And so he just sees the bigger picture here. It's more about than just him and Jesus. It's it's actually bringing people in to Jesus through him. Yeah, but he also seems just on a practical contextual level, I guess he seems confident that he's going to get out. Yeah, you know, yeah, which is a uh, an interesting thing. Yeah. And if I can just run with that for just a, for just a second, Mark, I know we haven't heard from you yet, but. So be ready, but um, <laughs> but uh, but I just I find I, I'm literally thinking out loud here. I don't really have an answer to this, but he seems very confident that he's going to get out, uh, because again he says, "I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus, this will turn out for my deliverance." But and that's very different than like later on in Second um, Timothy, the end of that letter. You know, Paul actually says to Timothy, 
He says, for I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. And it's like Paul also, he, again, he didn't know exactly when he was gonna when he was gonna go, and I don't think that, and none of us know. But it it almost, it's just an interesting thought that he did kind of know the season, like he knew in Philippi. He's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this yeah. is, I'm gonna be delivered here. But when he's in prison again, a, another time when he's writing to, to Timothy, it's like this is this is the end. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm uh so this is maybe more of just like a very practical like we're kind of we're kind of trying to do a little bit of everything here and and just uh you know talk talk through this in live time but uh a lot of the conclusions with this kind of outward um mindset that Paul has um I'm also watching Beat is over here to my left <laughs> he's got the text on his iPad and he's got things highlighted that he he mentioned Did earlier. Did he like prepare for this or how? No, I don't know, man. I think like he's just, just way he's just I way faster at this than I am. Cause <laughs> he's, ready, he's ready to go. But if you if you because I you reference this how you were you were just highlighting phrases. Can you just explain like quickly what are you just seeing like a similar yeah like kind of theme or like idea that runs through this? Are there specific words that you see that connect those? Yeah. What are yeah, so a similar pattern. So, I, you know, w- when you go into verse, t- at the end of verse 20, when he says, whether by life or by death, mm-hmm. he seems to start, begin to expound upon that statement, right? Sure. Um, and of course, like we've been talking about, verse 21, live, in Christ, live as Christ to die as gain. Same idea as life and death. Yeah. And so, and then immediately I just start looking at, okay, so, so what does he mean by that? And so he, he, it seems to me there is a pattern, like, that's where I was kind of picking up, like you were saying with the highlights and yeah. stuff, is the is the pattern where he's talking about living in the flesh. And so what does that mean? It means fruitful labor for me. But he's kind of doing this bou- bouncing back and forth about what it means for him and then also what it means for the church. And so just kind of highlighting in a different way, the kind of like the way that I do it and anyone, I mean, everyone's going to have their own way of doing it. Right. I kind of start to outline that that thought process of Paul's here to figure out what is he saying that this means for him, what are the implications for him, yeah. and what is the implications for the church? And then, as you see that kind of unfold through those verses, you can kind of uh, flesh that out and see what that means. And that's kind of going back to what I had said earlier: how you start seeing yeah. um, those patterns there. It's good. Yeah, I don't know. That's a uh, again just on a real practical level, like everything that you know we've just said and kind of jumped around to in these ideas. Uh, hundred percent accurate and everything, but being able to also like run back because in, you know, I, I think there's an, there's an order to it and everything and being able to work back and show this. Okay. This is how we're getting here. I mean, it's as simple as like, here's, here's like a little idea that Paul seems to come to life and death. He yeah. brings it right back up. And then in a lot of ways, he's what he like that, that should tell us that what he's going to go on to say, it at least has something to do with those same ideas. He's not, he's not schizophrenic, right? Like there's right. order in this. So we're kind of assuming that and then looking for it. I think too, you know, this is where reading in context helps. I think it's a little bit of a, you know, we had the picture right before this of these people who, who rise up and are, you know, acting selfishly really out of rivalry and envy and, um, Paul seems to be similar to what Eric was saying, like just the attitude. Paul seems to be a model of the opposite of that, right? Like he's he's uh he's motivated by something much different. He's not concerned with like 
glory and and this uh, you know notoriety here and now, he actually says he desires that he would go away because that would be far better. Like, um, yep. so just that even like, but that all that all stems from first like like Brad was saying, picking up on this little idea and how he develops it, and then we kind of zoom out and we see okay, there's there's a uh, there's more going on here. Yeah, as people are reading the book of Philippians 2, usually the most low-hanging fruit, just to get yourself going with, like, what is the author talking about, are just things that are related and repeated. Um, So repeated just means, like, the exact same words. Uh, And one of those, if you go back uh, to the beginning of chapter 1 and all the way through, that you'll see is joy, of joy and rejoicing, even from last week to this. Um, You know, back in verse 18 from, from the last time we talked, as long as Christ is proclaimed in that, I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice. Um, is it down in verse uh, 25? He says, uh, convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. Joy is definitely one of the themes uh, throughout Philippians. This isn't the only place you'll see it. It, it runs throughout the letter. Um, and so just like any of us when we, <laughs> I mean, I've got four boys, and so I don't know, I, I just, I kind of, talk to them and at them all, all all the time like constantly like you know life lessons and they're like dad you said that already dad we know dad we you've told us that a thousand times well true but you're gonna hear it again you know it's like why why do I, of course i feel justified in always doing it but um and maybe i shouldn't but uh but the point is is that we repeat the things that are really important to us um it's, it's that simple and really even with the scriptures it's it's the same way uh, and so I, I think what's interesting here, again, is that Paul will put things together that you don't think go together. It's kind of like um, going to, let's give a shout out to Rebecca's Bistro <laughs> in, uh, Sounds good. in Walnut Creek. Um, <laughs> Rebecca goes to the church, but uh, we she's got a little bistro restaurant here nearby, and we, we love it. But Rebecca will, and I've told her this before, I've used this illustration before, but she puts things together that in my mind don't go together so like i've had a grilled cheese with some sort of like i don't know i want to say like a walnut bread that could be wrong but some sort of funky bread and then with some sort of jam or jelly yes. on it. now in my mind when you describe that to me i'm like i i don't know but here's what i've come to know i've come to trust that rebecca knows how to put things her together. ways are higher than her no a hundred percent a hundred percent uh but like here i so the two things that go together that was a that was a lot for a little <laughs> but just one it was good it's real life and we're all and it's, and it's pushing lunchtime here yeah. too as we're recording so we know where we're going today um but uh um but suffering paul was in prison he's not just suffering physically because he's in prison but even some there's been some push for like emotionally people with some impure motives coming in and yet in the midst of that paul is anchoring himself in the joy of the lord and he's wanting to even pass that on and i think it's very easy to think about our lives as like oh of course there's joyful seasons but then there's also very sorrowful seasons and i'm not trying to be like we you know superficial where everything always needs to be happy pappy you know um cheerleader ish but maybe i shouldn't have said that anyway but uh but That's like, fair. but we take yeah, we take <laughs> the joy into the dark situations. Sure. Yeah. And and so, it's not an either. We put those things together that seem like they don't go together. Uh, 
to help us anyway. Yeah, I think some. I think some of that is like, w- and this is, you know, I don't know, somewhat of a different conversation, but just the difference between joy and happiness. People will kind of make a distinction there. Happiness being kind of more moment by moment, maybe subjective to circumstances, but but joy joy should be this thing that we 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 have by the spirit because of what the Lord's done that, that, uh, that, that we really do possess in the gospel. I think another thing that's interesting, just kind of going back to the life and the life and death idea, um, Paul, and you guys tell me what you think about this. The idea that he seems to be communicating is that, um, like his, his life, meaning in the flesh here on earth seems to be, for other people like for the philippians yeah and it would actually be death like physical death him departing and going to christ that would be for him in a sense like more advantageous to him yeah um and so even that like even even like living in the flesh here and now is in a sense this idea of like you know how what he's going to say later in chapter two it's this attitude of not uh, just seeing my own needs as more important or my own advantage, but actually seeing others' needs as more important than my own. I don't know. It's just in, like, I don't know that I've, <coughs> life and death feels really like heavy. Like they're big. They're these, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like for Paul, a broad choice. Yeah, somehow. right. Exactly. Yeah. I think uh, as you're saying that, I, this is the question I, 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 I had in my mind more on a practical level. What would happen if every person that's a believer that's in a church would view their life that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that my life <clears throat> isn't my own. It, it's, it's, it's for the betterment yeah. of the entire body of the church. How would that change the dynamics of a church? Yeah. Well, I think the gospel would go forward. We'd live lives like the apostle <laughs> Paul, the mission would happen. I mean, it would be, uh, I would I would think it would be revival, maybe not in the in some ways the way we think of it, but I think we would be much more effective, you know. Yeah, that depth sure. that depth of faith that he kind of relays here, which is is pretty astonishing. And well, and like you were just saying, Matt, if everyone lived that way, if if we were that, if our faith was that deeply rooted in Christ, to recognize that. Yes, it, it is going to be glorious when we are united with him. And that is how we should all look at it. We should all view it that way. I remember there was once I'd gone to a funeral service one time and I knew nothing of the, I mean, I knew the gentleman somewhat, but I didn't know his faith background. And I remember thinking, this was early on in my walk with Christ, they they had placed a cross in his hands and uh, in his casket. And I remember thinking like, if he's a believer, like how amazing it must be on that side of things, that side of eternity. And, and it was, it was kind of one of those things where it like shook me a little bit to even think that way. But I think Paul is showing that here. Paul is showing that, that it is going to be, uh, I mean, he says, my desire is to depart and be with Christ for that is far better. He, he acknowledges that, that eternity on that side of things is going to be so like beyond words that it, it is something to desire at the same time. He recognizes what his purpose is now here on this side of eternity and, and that purpose with, well, like you were just saying a minute ago, Matt, like living for the people in the body of Christ and um, putting their, putting their needs, their wants, their desires in front of ours often um, 
in a sacrificial way. Uh, I mean, you think of Christ washing the disciples' feet, and you think of, <laughs> uh, I believe it was Peter that rebuked him and said, I should be washing your feet, or, you know, and, and, and he's like, no, this is the way this is supposed to be. So it's like, it's like living is Christ. Uh, it really is. Yeah. I mean, it could be earth shattering, really. There's a, I, the other, another just practical thing here, because again, I think Paul is very exemplary throughout this letter for us, um, is how he, I, I think he, I, again, I don't know. I, I, when I read these letters sometimes, I think about Paul like actually like writing them. And I know that that might not even be accurate because many times he was like dictating them and somebody was transcribing them down for him as he's talking. Um, and sometimes those guys get, you know, mentioned at the end of the letter, which I, I, again, I always wonder like, did they just throw that in there themselves? You know, <laughs> I type it you know it's like, like they don't tell him. Um, but anyway, but like I'm picturing him like in the, in the process of writing this and how even as he's like giving some of these commands, he's obviously writing to them. I just think he, he keeps coming back and like is even preaching the gospel to himself. Like that's something we'll yeah. say a lot yeah. or I'll say a lot. And I think sometimes I assume people know what I mean. And so let me pause here and press it. Like, you, you ha- when I say preach the gospel to yourself, I always think of that Paul David Tripp quote. He says, no one is more influential in your life than you are because no one talks to you more than you do. Yeah. Right. So kind of that internal talk, and it's not trying to be weird or whatever, but like even David says things like, you know, why are you so downcast, oh, my soul? You know, I will yet praise him. Like he's, he's preaching to himself that we preach the gospel to ourselves, and even right here in the midst of this, you know, to live as Christ and die as gain, it, but it's almost like he's having this side conversation with himself, <laughs> like doesn't it? He's yeah. like, if I'm to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? <laughs> I cannot tell. I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. And it's like almost, and then all of a sudden he comes back to reality. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, and, and again, I, I'm probably being overly dramatic with some of that, but it's just like how... Like the Apostle Paul, like how did he live this life? Because he always was preaching the gospel to himself. Yeah. That's how, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like everything else that we do, this is why we stay in the word. We look for promises. We claim those promises. We meditate upon them. We memorize them. We marinate in them. Um, because it's the only it's the only way forward. Like like those who are strong don't just like, didn't like get the gospel in time and then they're just like, oh, they're just now these selfless these selfless beings that don't know they have to continually preach the gospel to themselves. So. How about this idea of if I'm to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, that's death for Paul means I get to go be with Christ yeah. to live here in the flesh means there's work to be done. Yeah. And I don't know. That but, just but kind not of just work, but not pointless. Yeah, for, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Fruitful. Yeah. Fruit, like, because uh, yeah, there's I, hope in it. Yeah, there's, there's two yeah. sides of that. It's the labor part. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No. But the fruitful part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, like, he, he's confident that his labor is not in vain. Yeah. And again, he would pen the words in other places to, you know, don't grow weary in doing good for, you know, your yeah. labor's not in vain. I mean, um, and in due time, we're going to reap a harvest. I just mix. I think I mixed several passages together there. Well, anyway, yeah, cl- close works. enough. Yeah. <laughs> Look, at, you, you can fact check that. I just think, <laughs> like, I don't know. I I think on a again thinking through. Uh, like I like I like what you just did and kind of walking through because I think I think it's true. Paul is in a sense walking us through his thought process, and that's part of you know I I think just a cool part of what we get in the Bible at times. But like, how often do <laughs> do we? When I think about life here and now, is that 
is that what I associate with it? Is that what comes to mind? I think, um, I don't know. I mean, in some ways, maybe it's just a healthy check of where our heart's at. I think the reason that he can say that, again, on both sides, you know, the labor part being this understanding that life here is really not about me anymore, like in the gospel, uh, but also that it is it is 100% fruitful. I'm not just, you know, being called to go manifest something on my own and make it happen. Like it's, uh, I, I'm just the means by which the Lord is, like you said earlier, he's, he's bringing, uh, his work to completion. And so I don't know, like I, there's all kinds of things that I would associate with life now in my mind and my emotions before, before this idea of fruitful labor at times. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think you're onto that, onto something there. I mean, honestly, um, you look at Paul's situation, what better time to check out and say, I'm done. I'm just waiting to die. I'm just waiting to check out. I'm just waiting for Christ to come back Ooh. and get me and that, take me out of here. I bit. mean, you know, I <laughs> being a chaplain at, at a nursing home for almost five years previous to coming sure. on the church full time, I seen this even with, with ministers. They became checked out. They became almost embittered where, where God had put them. And, and, and literally, there was something there that all of a sudden, we're not doing the labor anymore. We're just, we're just in a holding pattern yeah. to have God take me out of this miserable situation that I detest. Yeah. And instead, Paul's here like, there's labor to be done. There's fruit la- fruitful labor here. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, go back to, the, back to the garden. God actually ordained labor before sin entered the world. Right, so labor is actually good. It work is good. It, it actually is is healthy for us to work, and so when you're when you're in a in a situation where you can't do something like that, I I think it, it erodes something, and so here Paul just recognizes that that man God has me here. I'm actually in fruitful labor doing something in the midst of this. Obviously, God's doing it, but God has me doing it in this moment in time when I could easily be checking out and becoming bitter. Yeah, the reason I said earlier, I partly interrupted you and said, oh, that one stings a little bit, is just because I know that when I get put in difficult situations, I, I can uh, be bent towards self-pity. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. okay, I'm not going to get any amens. I'm alone yeah. on that one. On that. <laughs> but, 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 but that's, you know, like it's not this, it's, it's not bringing the joy of the Lord like Paul is yeah. and yeah. the gospel yeah. directly into the situation. It's yeah. more like, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the flip side of that, though, look at the, look at the huge platform that Paul has in this moment. I, I and, and it just reminds me of a a, a former pastor that um, was was passing away at, at the nursing home uh, where I was there. Uh, his wife he he was he was going through chemo treatments. He was going through cancer treatments, and I still get choked up thinking about it because like this guy, every time he went to a cancer treatment, he was joyful. And he was pre- he was preaching the gospel foremost to himself, but then out of that, he was able to minister to doctors, to nurses that normally saw like people at their lowest of lows. He was he was there was a joy there that that surpassed his situation. And they're like, what what's up with this guy? We this is not the normal. Yeah. And and in that, he was able to share Jesus with them. Yeah. Well, you you know one of the things that that kind of gets missed too as we think about the fruitfulness in the in the um, lives of the apostles but where whereas it says you know this will mean uh fruitful labor for me sorry i completely where, where, 20, is it 23 22 
22. Yeah, to mean fruitful labor for me. But, but don't miss this as well, too. Because Paul is in prison, he wrote this letter. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, that we're still studying, that the church yep. has studied throughout, yep. you know, 2,000 years of church yep. history. That's still bearing fruit today because Absolutely. he was in the, this, this letter does not get written if he's not in this circumstance. Um, and so, yeah, when he says fruit to labor, man, no kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's, there's, there's a lot there. Any closing thoughts guys? And we'll, we'll wrap up this section of Philippians, but I just think, I mean, piggybacking off that idea of fruitful labor is to encourage our brothers and sisters not to get frustrated in their day-to-day walk with the Lord and, and, and who they're feeding into. And, uh, cause I do think there are those moments where you can easily get frustrated and feel like you're feeding into someone and that nothing's coming of it, but there there's the labor is fruitful, um, in one way or another. And, um, so just kind of continue to encourage our brothers and sisters who do interact, um, with those who are fellow believers and even the, and those who are, unbelievers and just continue to feed into them it's it's not labor that's in vain that is for sure yeah for sure anybody else i think just real just real quick too like the idea that um in some ways paul is well he he is exemplary in his attitude but that's not just uh like he doesn't always just live in the right conclusion there's also this reality that he's giving us where he he genuinely can't choose between the two and he's hard-pressed he says and uh i think that rings true too like don't 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 be discouraged in the moments where you might not you might not be living perfectly and and what you know is true but uh like we said earlier do what paul does and keep keep preaching the gospel to yourself and uh that's all we can do yeah i would just encourage whoever's listening right now maybe you're in a season where you feel like you're just like up against the wall um and and you're just like why am i in this situation be encouraged and know that God can use your situation, will use your situation, and it, it really does come down to our attitude. Yep. Preach the gospel to yourself, and uh, first and foremost, and, and the Holy Spirit will bear fruit uh, through that in some way, shape, or form, and that's the, that's the hope that we have. Um, we hope that this podcast has been helpful in uh, allowing you to study the Bible, not just as information, but as food for your soul, and we will talk to you guys next time. Thank <music> you.